0: Welcome to episode number 50 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Brett Colson, running down the biggest news, biggest bets, biggest industry news that is going on in sports betting, poker, and DFS. And we made it to number 50, Brett. We did not get canceled. I think we were big underdogs to make it to episode 50 without getting canceled.
1: If I'm looking at these numbers correctly, your streak is at fifty. You are fifty for fifty on the pod. This is like a Cal Ripken level of durability, my man.
0: It is. I am. And now you're
1: you're pot committed. Now you, there's no stopping.
0: I, it's like, I gotta go for hundred, right? I mean, you gotta go triple digits at this point. I don't see <laughs> how I can how I can slack off. So I'm gonna be doing. Uh, I'm going to be doing this podcast from foreign lands this summer. Whenever I'm, uh, whenever I'm <laughs> doing traveling, but I can I cannot break the streak. But guys, we are uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We really appreciate all the support. Really appreciate you guys listening here. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let us know what you like here. You can find us on the Twitter machine at the Lions US at PlayPix US and. Of course, you can find Brett at Brett Colson and me at Matt Brown M2. So let us know what you want us to talk about on this podcast. Let us know what you don't like us talking about on this podcast, and we will take all of that into account and certainly try and make this thing even better over the next 50 episodes. But appreciate you guys tuning in. We have a very special guest on this one. Of course, the NFL draft is coming up. We have Dane Brugler. He is NFL writer, national NFL writer for The Athletic, basically covers the NFL draft year round. And Brett, you were able to sit down and talk to him. And when you talk to these people who live and breathe, they know all.
1: Yeah, Dane's one of my favorite writers over at The Athletic, so it was great to talk to him, get some of his insight on some of the draft betting props that are up in New Jersey right now. Definitely a must-listen if you plan on betting uh, some of these NFL draft props before Thursday, uh, especially if you like some of these wide receiver markets. Uh, so stick around for for that, and uh, then we'll dig into some of the NFL draft That's coming in from those operators in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, give you a couple of thoughts on our end over here. I haven't seen anything that jumps off of the page to me as far as like incredible value, but maybe, 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 maybe Brett has. So we will talk about that. But Guys, let's get into some of these big numbers here like we talk about. I mean, each and every week we get these incredible stories coming in from these sports books. And again, Brett and I will tell you, do not go betting eight-leg parlays and think that you're going to turn your money into the money that these people are turning it into. But it is fun to report on a $50 eight-leg parlay in pro basketball cash for $8,822. Out at Monmouth Park there at the William Hill book, Brett, I mean, again, we we like to just report on these because they're kind of fun and stuff, but let's, we're not encouraging people to start making eight leg parlays and think that they're going to get rich.
1: No, definitely not. But this was, this was only a $50 bet. I mean, this is like the every man just firing a parlay and hitting it for, for 8.8 K. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, don't, uh, don't do that and expect to, to make a profit over the long term.
0: No, not a ton of uh, of big bet numbers and stuff coming out this week. We normally have a ton of them to share with you guys. I'm sure we'll get some incredible stuff coming in as the uh, draft gets over with and and whatnot. We did get at MGM a guy put down 200K at minus 180 on the Golden Knights to win game six at home against the Sharks. That would have, and so that kind of lets you know how that turned out, would have returned 111k win there for him but Brett the Golden Knights went down in double overtime you are you are a hockey guy and you have told me time and time again and we have seen it play out now with two uh, top seeds going down we've seen the Golden Knights get up uh, by the time you're listening to this we will know how the series played out with them but they were up 3-1 let the Sharks come back to get to 3-3 and basically hockey when it gets to playoff time I mean, all uh, all bets are off is not a good thing to say, but uh, basically, anything you think you know, you probably don't really know because it gets kind of wacky. Man,
1: if you bet the the dogs in these series this year, you are making a nice return because it's, yeah, it's been wild. The Predators were the one seed; they went down. If we talked about uh, the the Lightning last week, they were swept at forty five to one odds against uh, Columbus. So, man, it's it's been crazy so far. And yeah, I'm looking forward to some of these Game Sevens this week. Uh, we got Sharks and, and golden Knights, and then another game tonight as well. Uh,
0: one of the things that I have been told by a couple of the bookmakers here, and I think that you can probably attest to this. I mean, I'll fully admit I was not hockey guy until we got a team here in Las Vegas. So I have not followed hockey for longer than a year and a half now, but From what I understand, this wackiness in the playoffs, and this is something that maybe you guys can take away with you as we head into the playoffs next year in hockey, but apparently this wackiness in the playoffs with hockey is fairly commonplace. This is not the first time we've seen just once it gets to a a series that some of these teams just, just turn it on and absolutely just buck the trends. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just the nature of the sport, too. There's a lot of variance involved in it. The puck, you know, pucks bounce certain ways. They bounce off people in front of the net. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen from night to night. Goalies get hot. They get into a groove and and they can't be stopped. And I think you're seeing that with Dallas right now with Ben Bishop, who's playing extremely well. Uh, They just upset the Predators, the one seed. So, uh, yeah, this is nothing new. Uh, Betting underdogs in some of these uh, NFL or NHL uh, playoff series might be sharp
0: certainly something i'm going to pay attention to next year for sure because as i as I mentioned i've never really been a big hockey better but when you've got people who are sharp and guys that have followed the sport for as long as you have and other people tell me kind of like yeah this is this is not really all that crazy to see this wackiness happen might be putting me down some some wacky bets next year just so that i have some some sweat going on and during the playoffs for the hockey yeah
1: it's not the NBA. It is nothing like the NBA.
0: Right. And like you mentioned, I mean, yeah, it's it's shots go off, you know, shots. Literally, if they're if they're two inches, another way they go in, if they're two inches the other way, they go off the post. And that can just right. be the complete difference. Yeah. Looking here, guys, at the uh, DraftKings DFS, this is something if you guys are still playing DFS, DraftKings actually launched an arena league product for DFS. They now offer 12 different DFS sports over there at DraftKings from uh, Greg Karamidis, who's was the senior vice president of fantasy sports over DraftKings. He said the fast paced games of the AFL and zeal of its fans will enable a new customer base that loves sports just as much as we do to interact with our products. The AFL is and will continue to be excellent partners in enhancing the entertainment experience For these dedicated fans every weekend for the 2019 season, Brett, we have seen uh, DraftKings launch, you know, tons of different sports. As we mentioned, now we're at 12 here. Arena League football, you know, fine. I think we're probably always going to see pretty small tournaments, pretty small guarantees, not a ton of interest in it, because at the end of the day, one of the reasons football and basketball and baseball has just gotten so incredibly popular and even golf is because there's just there's a lot of data and there's just a lot of coverage of it. And so even the every man feels like they know golf, they know baseball, they know basketball, they know the NFL. Uh, I can't see too many casual players firing at Arena League football unless maybe you have a team in your city or something like that because you don't really know the players, you don't really know the offenses, you probably have never seen any of the, the games on television. So, uh, I don't know, I think we'll probably see low five figure guarantees in these tournaments, and you know, that's that's fine, I suppose.
1: Long term, yeah, but the opening weekend we've got a ten dollars GPP here with a ten thousand dollar guarantee. So I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens here in week one. I think this is pretty cool. Uh, it's something the the AF AAF failed to launch in year one. Uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out this weekend and, and see what kind of turnout it has and if they, you know, will. Have anything bigger down the road, but uh, you know, if you're interested in, in hearing more about this AFL DFS product uh, at DraftKings, we're going to be talking to an exec over there this week at the line. So be on the lookout for uh, for a piece before the season kicks off on Friday.
0: What is what do you think is the best? What do you think is the best DFS sport?
1: Um, uh, I think it's I think it's golf. <laughs> I mean, I I really think it's golf. I mean, I know you kind of giggle
0: about that, but I mean, you know, it's you have six different guys. If all your guys can make it through the cut. And so you've got like six different guys you're rooting for on a team for four straight days. It's a pretty it's a it's a pretty awesome sweat. You know, I mean, it is I I, I don't think people fully uh, I don't think people fully understand whenever you say that, you know, golf being an awesome sweat. But I mean, you know, the way that the scoring works a par is worth basically nothing. You need birdies. You need eagles. Of course, b- uh, bogeys are big time penalty for you. And they, I mean, they're, you really are rooting for every single stroke for six different guys.
1: Yeah. And every shot matters when you're in these huge GPPs and the edges are so small and you've got massive amounts of people to beat. Literally every shot matters. So, I mean, the sweat is real the entire week. And I I, I love DFS golf, man. I is, I like baseball and hockey a lot, too. But I think golf is my favorite.
0: Yeah, I, you know, listen, don't get me wrong. I love sitting down to an NFL Sunday and then just things going crazy. But I I really and truly liked the NFL product much better. Yeah, I liked it when it even when it went all the way through Monday night football. And I certainly liked it better when it went through Sunday night football. And now when they cut it off at the afternoon games, I'll admit, man, the NFL product has lost a little bit of luster for me.
1: I'm with you. Yeah. We talked about this last year, about them cutting uh, the slates down. Now you've got the showdown slates. That's are popular for sure but they don't appeal to everyone and i think we're we're outside of that, that group that really like the showdown slates we prefer to have more games to select from
0: yeah um, no, absolutely. especially
1: you know the you get know, all some of the better teams playing sunday night and monday night too you cut the the better offenses out of the slate
0: talking about the nfl here and shifting over to sports betting the uh yeah we were sitting here in april and you and i were we were on the slack machine talking back and forth as we normally do and we go oh by the way Week one NFL lines are coming out right now as we speak. And that is the case at pretty much every major sports book across the entire country right now. You can go in and bet NFL week one and not only NFL week one uh, at some of the sports books, you can actually bet other games throughout the season for local market teams at several of the sports books as well. If, as well, if you're out there on the East Coast. You can bet several Giants and Jets and, and Eagles games and things like that, Brett. I mean, I understand that that the NFL is a is a year long product, and we have gotten used to this. I mean, of course, the draft coming up just this week, they bump the draft back later than it you know than it's ever been because they want it to continue the cycle of NFL news. And I, I totally get that, and I'm fine with that. But man, week one lines in April just almost seems egregious. Before we even have the draft, we don't even know how these teams are going to draft, and we're having week one lines come out.
1: It is, but I love it, man. I love, and it's, I like looking back in September at what these lines opened at, where they moved based on the different news and the, you know, the draft and injuries and, and trades. And I mean, it's, 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 it's very cool. And I mean, you can do it all. You can bet on these teams all year in New Jersey and Nevada. Now I think it's, it's, it's so much fun. And, uh, I don't know. Have you placed any wagers on the the 2019 season? I got
0: it. I I will admit I have not um, I've not gone to there yet, though. I did tell you guys I was actually studying the lines. I could not believe what I was doing in mid-April when I was sitting and studying NFL lines, you know, in mid-April, trying to see if I found anything that looked like there was an edge. I mean, I think you and I both are. Are fairly high on the on the Browns and it seemed like you know that that maybe those that was a team that I was going to look at but I mean they it seems like everybody's high on the Browns there was certainly no value there and I I don't know it was uh it's very interesting I mean listen there's going to be injuries there's going to be whatever you're you're either going to get very lucky or you're going to get uh you're going to get burned by placing bets this early because you can you can rest assured there are going to be several key players that go down in training camp it happens every year
1: yeah, that's going to be frustrating as you bet you bet these lines are so early and then the team just looks completely different a few months later. That's that's got to be a really, really tough. I mean, tough you don't even know who the
0: quarterback is going to be for the Arizona Cardinals right now. Oh, know? I, know. I mean, like that is that's what you're betting on. You don't even know who is going to be under center for some of these teams. So pretty interesting. We did get some. Information from FanDuel here. I mean, again, they've come out with, with all of these lines. The games, the game that's most bet so far is just the opening game between Green Bay and the Chicago Bears. Of course, that is a, a big rivalry there. So you can see the interest coming on there. Of course, they're looking at Super Bowl liability on the Jets. What is going on, Brett? Is this just uh, is this just wishful thinking here by these people over on the East Coast?
1: Well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with how easy the Jets schedule is. Maybe Jets fans are, are, are piling on that. But no, that that's that's crazy. crazy I think what are they? hundred to one?
0: I mean, I that's think, think it's
1: 60 to one yeah. because of all the action that's coming in.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm sitting here and I was like, I mean, look, we're we're <laughs> guys. When this information came in, I just wanted to be like, guys, Seriously. I mean, I get it and I understand rooting for your team, but yes, they're down to sixty to one. Whenever you're looking at some of these other teams where you kinda look and say, like, I mean, you know, I mean they're in they're in that same realm, I guess, with some of these other teams that you would consider to probably have no shot at it. You know, the Raiders, the Broncos, the 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 Bucks, the Redskins, any of those teams. I mean, several of those teams don't, you know, even know who's going to be under center for them and whatever's going on there. So yeah, I mean Still 60 to 1 uh, and having the most liability on the Jets seems almost kind of funny. There, of course, liability on the Giants as well being a home team. But Cleveland Browns, the third highest liability to be the Super Bowl champions over there at FanDuel. And I'll tell you, Brett, I am a sucker for this Browns team. I am uh, there's the number is not worth it at this point because everybody's on it. I mean, you're getting 14 to one on the Browns. I mean, literally the fifth highest, uh, I mean, the fifth best odds out there. I mean, only the Patriots, Chiefs, saints and Rams have lower odds than, than the Browns currently no value whatsoever. But I tell you, I'm, I like me some Browns.
1: I mean, how, how can you not when looking at this roster? I think this is probably a playoff team. I still like the Ravens in that division. I think people are sleeping on the Ravens, but man, this Browns roster is ridiculous
0: let this team go out and lose a couple of games as the season starts while they're trying to figure everything out and then bet them. Then you're going to get way better than 14 to one. Don't just, yeah. just, just don't do it now. Wait, wait until they kind of stumble out of the gate a little bit whenever they're still all trying to gel and everything like that. And, and, and then go get better odds and for, if you want the Browns, but don't, don't bet them at 14 to one right now, because man, you're, you're, you're going to get better odds when the season starts. in might.
1: Well, unfortunately, they open with the Titans and the jets so i don't see them starting 0 and 2, but
0: you never know you never know whenever you're looking at some of these things here uh early money on a week 17 game was coming in over there at FanDuel sportsbook as well giants and eagles of course two local market teams going on over there and a lot of money coming down on a game that could not possibly be further away from us than it is right now. It kind of makes me smile, though, Brett, whenever to know that there are people out there betting on Week 17 football games already.
1: Yeah, the diehards trying to get value on the Eagles, Giants a Week se- Is How is it possible there's a line on a Week 17 game? <laughs> I thought they didn't even post the Week 17 lines because you just don't know where those teams are going to be by then.
0: I know. I if Of all the weeks to go ahead and have these lines of like week 17 games when literally the Giants could be so bad that Eli Manning has retired already or something like in the middle of the season and we don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback for this team but there is money to be bet there is a line if you want to go bet it you can bet it week 17 Giants and Eagles go to town if that is your cup of tea it is not mine. As we continue with the NFL here, and we uh, talked about at the top of the show, we were able to catch up with Dane Brugler. He is national NFL writer for over at The Athletic, and man, just really and truly one of the very best draft experts there is. So take it away here with Dane Brugler.
1: Joining us on the show is Dane Brugler, national NFL writer for The Athletic, and a man who spends all year evaluating players for the NFL Draft. So, a perfect guest to bring on for our draft betting preview. Uh, Dane, welcome to the podcast, man.
2: Thanks, Brett. now it's uh, hard to believe it's draft week already, but you know I'm I'm ready for it to be here already. It's this is one of the best weeks and one of the the just most annoying weeks because there's so much noise so much you know you do all this work and all of a sudden this week you hear some late rumors and you don't know what to believe what to you know what's just misinformation and so that could be uh, an annoying part of the whole process but uh now we're we're gonna find out here in about 48 hours which should be fun
1: so before i jump into the draft i need to ask about your job and what the yearly cycle looks like obviously we're nearing the end of the process here for 2019 but how long have you been deep into event Evaluations for this class, and, and when do you start looking at 2020?
2: I'll start in May. Uh, um, it's a year-round thing. You know, it's uh, spend the summer uh, focusing on the seniors going into the year, just getting a, a, a base for understanding of who those guys are, who to watch for on each team, and then throughout the season, understanding, you know, who's rising, who's not, who's falling, some, um, you know, the underclassmen uh, to keep an eye on, and then. Uh, you know, next thing we know, it's uh, January already and it's the pre-draft process and, uh, you know, we're doing it all over again. So, no, it's a year round thing for me and something that uh, I, I probably spend way too much time doing. But as a basically a scouting department of one, you know, you kind of have to, uh, yeah. to see all these guys and uh, get a, an accurate understanding of who they are. And so, you know, I, I, when this draft's over, I'll, you know, check in with my wife and kids, make sure they remember <laughs> me and then. Get ready
1: for uh 2020 draft. Nice. All right, let's dig in then. Starting at the number one overall pick. This is one of the more popular betting markets. Will Kyler go number one to Arizona? In your preview at the athletic, you've got Nick Bosa at number one overall on your board, Kyler Murray at number sixteen. Pretty typical with the high demand for quarterbacks every year, teams do reach. Uh, But what we're trying to figure out is what these teams are going to do. Odds makers are very confident that Murray is going to land in Arizona at number one. At number one. How do you see this playing out with the Cardinals on Thursday with Rosen and Murray and maybe another player like Bosa going number one?
2: Yeah, look, the best way I can to talk about Murray and the possibility that he goes one is if he doesn't then there will be a lot of people in the NFL that are surprised because talking to my league contacts people around the league they fully expect Kyler Murray to be the first pick to the Cardinals at number 1 overall now Anything could happen. I mean, at this time last year, we still weren't positive. Baker Mayfield was going number one overall. So you just never really know. Uh, But like I said, at this point where we are taking the temperature across the league, that's where a lot of teams feel that that what's going to happen. And if Kyler Murray doesn't go number one, then it'll be really fascinating. Um, And there's There's almost a part of me that would would hope it happens just because it would blow everything up. And it'd be a lot of fun to watch and and talk through and and experience. But um, it would be a surprise, not only to me and and others, but, you know, others on the outside looking in. But many around the league that expect that to happen.
1: Have the Cardinals made up their mind about what they're going to do? Or do you think they're still weighing options and talking to potential suitors?
2: I think they're—they uh, know exactly what they're going to do if they stay at one. I, I think that it's only smart to keep your options open, you know, with trade opportunities. You never know when you're going to get blown away by an offer that maybe you can't refuse. But in terms of you know the player they're going to take at number one, I think that's a done deal. I think they you know they feel comfortable at the, comfortable at this point in the process. But
1: um, you know they're keeping it pretty close to the vest. That's for sure. So the sports bettors in our audience are looking for some value. So what are the chances? Give me a number. Give me a percentage on Kyler Murray being drafted by any other team than Arizona. Is it like 10 percent, 20 percent? 25
2: percent, I guess. Wow. I don't know. I I put it at 75, 80 percent gut feeling, Um, again, based off of not just my gut feeling, but Based off of what you know, my conversations with people around the league, what other teams expect to happen, you know, like it's just that's just kind of where we are. Um, and, but again, at this time last year, you know, wasn't really sure that Baker Mayfield, it wasn't clear that Baker Mayfield was going to be the top pick. So things can change in an instant. But where we are right now, um, yeah, I would say 75, 80 percent feel good that Murray will be uh, Arizona
1: Cardinal with that top pick. I mean, that that sets up pretty good odds for anybody who wants to bet on somebody other than Murray. I mean, what about Bosa at number one? This is a pretty popular bet right now in New Jersey. Uh, he's mm-hmm. around five to one to be taken there. Uh, I mean, you seem pretty sure about Murray at number one, but it sounds like there is an opening for a defensive lineman like Bosa or Quinnen Williams to be to be the number one pick.
2: Well, it's such an unprecedented situation. Um, not only do you have a quarterback who is very unorthodox, you know, he's a smaller player um, coming from a conference that, yes, they've had recent success with Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, but traditionally it's a conference that has not projected well with their quarterbacks. It's, it's tough because that they don't play a lot of defense and the numbers are Gotti and, you know, it it can be tough a little bit, uh, but you also factor in that the Cardinals have a top 10 pick from last year at quarterback and nobody knows Josh Rosen better than the Cardinals. They've had him in the building the last year, so they understand exactly who he is and have a good feel for who he is moving forward. And it's just we don't know what their, you know, truth, truthful opinion is of Josh Rosen. And they're never going to say it. You know, whether it, you know, we're only going to hear glowing things because it's either they're going to keep him or they're going to trade him. And either way, they want to, you know, make Josh Rosen look like he's, you know, the best quarterback out there besides Cal Murray. Uh, So it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, how it plays out. But, you know, I think, you know, if they don't go Murray, if something happens um, and let's just say they they don't go Murray and they stay at number one. Quinnen Williams is a name that, you know, you can make an easy. It it wouldn't be hard to say that Quinton Williams is the best player in this draft. It wouldn't be hard to make that case. He's my Uh, favorite. Yeah, I know. And it's easy because his film is so good and, you know, he gets better with every game, it seemed like. He's got the full skill set. I mean, really, the only negatives—it's—he's uh, a younger guy, you know, just maturity level you worry about a little bit. He's only a one-year starter, but you're nitpicking at this point. And Nick Bosa has his red flags as well with the durability. Um, missed most of his past season, but I, when you know, I think Nick Bosa—if uh, if it's not Kyler Murray—I think Nick Bosa would be my next favorite to be that that number one overall pick.
1: Well, there is a quarterback you like. Uh- at least as, as much as Kyler Murray, you've got Dwayne Haskins ranked one spot ahead of him in your top 100. Tell me why Haskins mm-hmm. has a slight edge over Murray in your assessments.
2: Um, I'm a believer in uh, his arm and what he offers above the neck. Um, his arm, the velocity, and the accuracy, and uh, just his ability to process uh, the defense, understand what they're doing, and you know not making mistakes. Um, he's just for a one-year starter, and that's part of the – you know, the negatives with him is only 14 career starts. But for a player who is a redshirt sophomore, one year starter, he, he is pretty advanced and he comes from an offense that isn't exactly pro style. But, uh, you know, he thrived on a lot of underneath stuff. But there were still there's plenty on the on his film of him attacking downfield, attacking NFL routes. So I think that translates well. Biggest worry for me is just how he can respond to a muddy pocket and pressures. And part of that's just awareness. Part of it is mobility. Uh, But I think most of his issues are experience based and not talent based. So with, added reps and more experience, I think he'll get better in that area. And it's not something where it's just, you know, it's, it's a talent issue where he never will improve uh, in terms of his ability to recognize pressures, find those second chance throws, step up in the pocket
1: uh, and just be a a guy that can, you know, be
2: more than just a statue in the pocket.
1: So I just pulled up some Dwayne Haskins prop bets. Uh, He's at around six to one odds to be the first quarterback selected. Is there Mm. any chance that happens?
2: It'd be very surprising um, if Kyler Murray, say he doesn't go one. It just, it, it seems like he would go maybe four to the Raiders or another team would possibly move up to go get him. And the thing with Dwayne Haskins is, and then really with all these quarterbacks, all four of these uh, quarterbacks, uh, if we also include Drew Locke and Daniel Jones, is beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And that's so true with this quarterback class. I think all four are going in the first round. But there is no consensus on the order of these guys and, you know, how teams view them in the first round. Some view uh, Dwayne Haskins as a guy that if he falls to a certain area, you'll take him. Others view him as, uh, you know, one of the top quarterbacks. So it's just it is really tough. And and just if I'm doing a mock draft, it it is tough just on that alone to map out where these guys are going to go. The Giants at six and seventeen. Are they going to take a quarterback in the top 10? Do they wait to 17? Do they take a quarterback at all? Uh, you know, the uh, you have a team like the Bengals who have a possibility of drafting a quarterback, but that seems like a long shot. The Redskins, I believe, will be drafting a quarterback. And the other factor here is, uh, if, if say Kyler Murray does go one, you essentially have to add Josh Rosen to this draft class. Uh, and so it's another Quarterback that's jockeying for position with Dwayne Haskins and Drew Locke and Daniel Jones and Josh Rosen has to be awfully appealing because the asking price is probably going to be you know a day two pick or day two picks, uh, not a first rounder. Plus, he's a guy who uh, you know is cheaper and has already has a full season of experience under his belt, so uh, you know more ready to play right now. So it, it, it really, the quarterback conversation is going to drive. Uh, the storylines on day, night one of the draft and it's what we're, we're going to be talking about the whole night.
1: So I want to talk about wide receivers because this, this year's class is fascinating to me. There are guys of all shapes, sizes, speeds being talked about in the first two, three rounds and evaluations on those receivers are just all over the board but your your rankings line up with what odds makers project is, is the first couple wide receivers off the board this week. DK Metcalf number one, Marquise Brown number two, AJ Brown number three. Metcalf is a very polarizing prospect given you know, the injury history, the lack of production and, and film to dissect uh, from college. Why do you prefer Metcalf over anyone in the class? And, and do you see him being the first wide receiver off the board? I
2: believe that Hollywood Brown would be the first receiver off the board. I oh, think that explosiveness, it just someone, you know, someone looking for, the next Tyree kill or, you know, just that next explosive player, Uh, you know, the foot injury, the list Frank surgery, uh, 166 pounds that worries you durability, but you can't teach that explosion, that speed. It's just, it's special. And so, you know, at worst, uh, if he stays healthy at worst, I think you think of a Deshaun Jackson type of career. And that's, that's something that you're going to draft in the first round. So I think Hollywood Brown has the best chance of being the first receiver drafted. DK Metcalf is just such a physical freak. You just don't see guys six, three and a half, 228 pounds who run in the four threes and have his type of physical skill set. But the thing with DK Metcalf is it playing wide receiver in the NFL is a technical position in terms of your route running, in terms of your ability to beat press. And DK Metcalf has thrived mostly just on his physical traits and has, Leaves a lot to be desired in terms of his seasoning as a route runner, um, just the little nuances of the position, and that's really what you need in order to uh, be considered one of the best. And look, DK Metcalf's my top receiver, but he's like 27 overall on my on my board, so I don't I don't like really any of these receivers on the top 25. But DK Metcalf, they just don't make guys like this, and it's hard to find a comparison for him. I he his best comparison might be a, a juiced up Ted Ginn. You know, he's that guy that can take the top of a defense. Uh, He's more of a linear uh, wide receiver, uh, more so than a guy that's going to, you know, that short area quickness going to be able to get open with his routes and his footwork. Um, But obviously he's big, he's strong, he's powerful. And that stuff plays um, in in the NFL. So um, I think he has a decent shot to be the first receiver off the board. But I give the
1: better chance to Hollywood Brown we talk a little fantasy football on this show and the fantasy community is super high on Nikhil Harry and Akeem Butler, but you've got Harry at number seven in your wide receiver rankings and Butler at nine. What are people not seeing with these two guys that they should be concerned about?
2: And I think really the, the wide receivers, there's, there's no consensus in terms of uh, talking with teams and how they view these guys with Harry I He's just not a guy that gets open, and you know that that worked for him in the Pac-12 against Pac-12 coverage uh, in terms of being able to uh, you know stay focused uh, in tight windows, uh, be physical down the field, and that's great. And I think that'll work for him at the next level too. It just it gets a lot tougher versus NFL level corners. I think his best position is probably as a as a big slot receiver inside, where you know he can use that physicality after the catch, and you know he he's a guy that doesn't need a huge window to finish catches. So I like Nikhil Harry a lot. I just don't see him as a true number one, or even a guy that you're going to love as a, as an outside receiver. I think he's more of a big slot and Hakeem Butler. uh, I'm definitely, I I like Hakeem Butler. I think somewhere in that late second, uh, early third, I'd love to pick up Hakeem Butler and add him to my wide receiver group. Um, But I think teams expecting him to be this number one receiver in the NFL and you know, a guy that's going to dominate, and you know, I hear comparisons to like AJ Green, and I just I don't see that at all. Um, another guy I talked about Pac-12 competition with Nikhil Harry, with Hakeem Butler, he really struggled to separate verse Big 12 corners, and a lot of those highlight reel catches where he's making plays over DBs and this and that. I mean, that's those 50-50 balls become 20-80 balls against NFL competition. And I think just the difficulty level of finishing those, which the hands were an issue too, but the difficult, difficulty level of finishing some of those highlight reel catches are going to skyrocket uh, against NFL defenses. So I like King Butler. I'd love to add him to my to my wide receiver depth chart. Um, but I think that he's more of a, a second-rounder uh, type of guy. He'll probably go a little, maybe a little bit higher than I have him rated somewhere in – you know, around pick fifty,
1: probably, uh, but I believe he's like sixty-two overall on my big board. I have seen him mocked in the first round, though Harry too. I mean, yeah. uh, as many as like five guys being mocked in the first round. And there's an option that's to bet surprising. on. The, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a number of, or there's an option to bet on the number of wide receivers taken in the first round at Fanduel right now. Uh, the line is two and a half. Do you see three or more wide receivers being drafted on Thursday? I'd be surprised.
2: That, that's just my opinion. I, I think. Uh, another thing that plays in the favor of that is uh, teams are going to look at the depth of receiver on day two, and they're going to feel good about, okay, I'm going to wait and get my receiver. Um, and now I think there's a chance because I think, like I said, Hollywood Brown, I think has a good chance to be the first receiver off the board. And then uh, the two old Miss receivers. And then I think Paris Campbell, there's a lot of Paris Campbell fans uh, in the NFL community. Um, you know, guys that believe that, he's going to be much better than he was at Ohio state. And he a pretty good player at Ohio state. So there's a lot to like about uh, him. And then of course, like I said, you know, two old miss receivers, AJ Brown, uh, uh, DK Metcalf. So I think there's a chance uh, that we could see, uh, you know, three or four uh, receivers off the board in the first round. Cause really once we get past pick 20, You know, pick 21 or 47, like there's just not a huge difference between those picks. And so it's just it becomes it comes down to the teams and whether or not they want to pull the trigger on a receiver there or if they feel like they can wait because the depth is so good uh, later on. So I would take the under um, and, you know, I'd feel okay about
1: it. But, you know, with these teams in the late first round, it's a crapshoot. All right, enough offense. We'll close out with some defense here. This is a draft that is weighted with more defensive talent, especially at the top. You've got Bosa number one on your board, Quentin Williams number two, Josh Allen number three, and then Ed Oliver number five. That's four defensive linemen in your top five, and and this is actually one of the more wide open markets uh, at betstar Sportsbook in New Jersey. Bosa is the favorite to be the first defensive lineman off the board, but but some betters like Josh Allen. It's seven to one. Uh, could maybe the Niners su- surprise some people and take Josh Allen or Ed Oliver at number two over a Bosa?
2: I think it's possible. And really, with the the conversation with Nick Bosa is difficult because of the medicals, um, I have not heard from any team that has disqualified Bosa from their board based on the medicals. Um, you know, it's a it's a loaded conversation. He missed most of this past year, um, had an ACL tear as a senior in high school. His family history plays into that. So it's a loaded conversation that teams might view differently. But Nick Bosa is the best player in this draft, in my opinion. Uh, he's just not only does he have power, does he have quickness, but he's so advanced for a player that's 21 years old in terms of using his hands, breaking down uh, blockers. And so because of those reasons, I, I would be very surprised if Nick Bosa um, got past the 49ers. And then if he gets past the 49ers, I think the jets would be crazy to pass on him at three. So Nick Bosa, maybe if he doesn't go two to the 49ers, you know, do they go Quinn and Williams? Do they go at Oliver? Um, I, I, I'd be surprised if Josh Allen went ahead of Nick Bosa. Um, so th- that would be a surprise to me if Allen was the first defensive player off the board.
1: Dane, I could pick your brain all day, but uh, you're obviously a busy guy this week, so we'll let you get out of here. First, though, what have you got going on in the next couple of days, and where can people find you?
2: Uh, I mean, the best way to find me is at, uh, on Twitter, at DP Brugler, And uh, you know, best thing is check out the draft, draft guide. Um, it's uh, the, the most uh, detailed and extensive draft guide out there, I promise. If you're interested at all in the NFL draft, um, background information, Pro Day, um, combine. I mean, all, all the details you could possibly want. It's all in there. So encourage everyone to check it out. It's free with your athletic subscription. Um, best way again, at, on Twitter at DP Brugler. Uh, and hopefully people check out my work on the athletic.
1: He is Dane Brugler from the athletic Dane. Thanks again for coming on, man. Hopefully we can bring you on again before next year's draft. Uh, thanks again. Anytime. Take care.
0: Brett. I have to admit, I am a little jealous that you got to do Uh, The interview by yourself that I was unable to attend the interview because you were able to pick the brain and I just had to sit there and listen to it.
1: I told you, man, I could have talked to this guy for an hour about the NFL draft. Like we we only hit on a few positions. I wanted to hit everything and just get his insight on what he thinks is going to happen. Because this guy studies the NFL draft. He studies these players all year round. So uh, really interesting to get his insight and especially to look at it from a betting perspective, too, and, and where he thinks uh, some of these or uh, where, where he leans on some of these uh, props is, is pretty cool.
0: We did reach out to some of the. Sportsbooks out there wanted to get a little data for you guys if you wanted to just kind of see what's going on so far as we head into the draft there on Thursday. No surprise that the majority of the money for the first overall pick over at BetStars is on Kyler Murray. Currently, Brett, 80% of the money coming in on first overall pick is kyler murray of course we do have cliff kingsbury who's come out today and said that the hay is not in the barn they do not know what they're doing at pick number one but it seems as this as if very smart people and everybody out there pretty much believes that he is going to be number one over off the board
1: well you're not buying into all this noise that's coming you know did you see the martavis bryant tweet yesterday that that he's got the inside information about joey or uh, nick bosa going number
0: one overall of course he does right because uh, why, yeah. why wouldn't he have the yeah you know why wouldn't he have Mark Davis Bryant knows yeah, yeah of course he does Nick Bosa is second though uh, as far as money it is seven he has 17 percent of the money bet on him and then we are looking at microscopic percentages after that so it's pretty much Murray or Bosa as far as first overall pick and as you would imagine first quarterback drafted 95 percent of the bets as well as 95 percent of the money coming in on kyler murray there at bet stars and we see the overwhelming amount of money and bets coming in on dk metcalf as well here brett 90 percent of the bets 95 percent of the money coming in on metcalf i gotta be honest with you i actually think this is the one the wide receiver prop here is kind of the one that i'm looking at that might could I think could go astray. I think that this I think that if of of all the ones where it's not really a slam dunk, I think Marquise Brown could actually go ahead of Metcalf here depending on which team decides to step up and take the 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 first wide receiver in the draft
1: yeah so you agree with Dane then because he he was uh he was of the same belief that that Marquise will go first overall who's your favorite wide receiver in this class how do you study it
0: yeah I mean uh, just I mean mainly just the big names I can't get very deep as far as you know I can't go very deep as far as these these guys go I think you know as far as a guy that I would want on my team I think Brown fits a little bit better I mean I understand why you would want a guy like Metcalf if you already had, you know, kind of like a rock solid receiver and you want that blow it off the top guy. And I, I can understand where Metcalf is going to be, you know, that explosive player, the big play guy. I, I totally understand that. But, you know, I think as far as I like just top to bottom overall and polished, I think I like Brown better.
1: AJ Brown or Marquise Brown? You're talking about Marquise, Marquise
0: Brown. Marquise
1: Brown, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark, I, I, I love Marquise Brown. I love, love AJ Brown, and you know, we, we, talk, I talked to Dana about DK Metcalf, and he's got DK Metcalf ranked number one. I just, I, I need to see it, man. I just, there's like zero film on this guy. He played. He was hurt all through college. He was. He really played second fiddle to AJ Brown in that Mississippi offense. So for him to be the number one wide receiver and what is, I think, a really deep wide receiver class is uh, a little strong but yeah i I like uh i like this prop here for marquise brown to be the first wide receiver taken
0: yeah i mean i look at it i look at it like this especially from a wide receiver position whenever we're talking about the the nfl it is very easy to fall in love with the metrics right and fall in love with the the speed and the bench press reps and the and how high the person can jump and things like that. But I mean, if you look at some of the most successful wide receivers, I mean, you look at some of these super successful wide receivers that are in the NFL. I mean, it wasn't these, it wasn't necessarily guys that were completely just popping off the page when it comes to all this stuff. I mean, Odell Beckham was a three-star recruit, out of high school. I mean, Jarvis Landry, who's made a nice little niche for himself coming out of LSU. I mean, yeah, he was a big time recruit, but uh, once he, when he was coming out, I mean, he was too slow. He was too short. He was not the guy that could run all the routes. You know, there, I think that there's, when it comes to wide receiver, I think you can just get to the NFL and kind of find what you're best at and what you're really good at. And you can really, really make, make yourself an impact player outside of just these, you know, crazy four, you know, four, two, sevens, 40s and you know jumping out of the gym and stuff like that
1: yeah a lot of it's going to come down to where these guys fit too i mean i i you know i, I can see a team like indianapolis or green bay uh, taking a shot on dk metcalf because they have that luxury right right um, exactly
0: because they already have that true alpha right yeah
1: so yeah i, I it's going to be really interesting wide is the most interesting to me because i i yeah, you know, everybody has a different evaluation of these guys, so I want to see what the teams actually think of them.
0: Over at FanDuel, the number one overall pick is the bet, you know, is the prop that is a, that has attracted the most money wagered so far, and then followed pretty close about which team is going to take Dwayne Haskins, and the New York Giants is the top selected team for him. Again, we are talking about books that are located over there on the East Coast, and so there is going to be. A lot more interest in these bets, where it could fit some of these East Coast teams.
1: Yeah, and you know, if you talk to people in the know, I think that's probably pretty safe that Haskins will will land with the Giants. But uh, I, there are a lot of teams that are looking for a quarterback there in the top ten, so uh, I, I still think that one's pretty wide open.
0: And we got some info from DraftKings as well, um, as far as who is going to be picked o- overall. The opening odds on Kyler Murray were actually. Uh, minus 177. Of course, that is way, way, way worse. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to bet on him, uh, Bosa was plus 175. Quinn Williams was plus a thousand over there at DraftKings. So you could see how quickly this really started. The, this market started to move and how rapidly and how much it has moved since the opening here. I mean, you know, look. There was always a question around Kyler Murray at the end. I mean, at the end of the day, until a couple of months ago, there's a question whether he was going to fully commit to football or, or, or not. So, I mean, when when you got to think about when some of these props probably came out and and when some of these things opened up that, you know, we didn't even know for sure this guy was going to play football.
1: Yeah. And I yeah, I, I don't know. <sighs> I I don't know why he chose football. I mean, even now it's just like, even if he goes number one, I just don't understand why he would pick football over a, over a sport like baseball, where you're guaranteed uh, a long-term career as long as you know, you don't get hurt, which is, is far more likely in football. So um, yeah, the market has certainly shifted as we got more information about, you know, the, the the, the but potential for Arizona to trade Josh Rosen. I'm still waiting to see that happen. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I don't know, man. Where do, where do you stand on this? I, I know everybody seems to think that they are going to take Kyler, but I think they're so much better off keeping Rosen, giving him another chance with new coaching staff, and taking a, a game changer on defense.
0: I guess my only thing is, is if you're Kingsbury and you come in and you want to run a, cer- a certain style, and if That's you fair. want, and if you want to run. You know a certain type of offense and you kind of understand that you might be a one and done maybe two years at most if you really struggle uh you you might they might give you a second year if they think that you've you know got a little bit of momentum heading into year two or something like that but I think you want to go down with the guy that you want to go down with as opposed to the guy that they hand you so I think that's the only thing that that really makes sense to me as far as Murray choosing football I mean I think that it was kind of a no-brainer to take football just for the fact that the money's going to be guaranteed for him you know, right off the bat. I mean, when you're the number one overall pick in a draft and you're a quarterback, you get so many endorsements. You're the face of an organization. You're getting all of that money up front, whereas baseball, I mean, you got to think, yeah, he had a couple of million guaranteed to him in baseball, but that was it. He was going to have to make it to the majors and actually produce in the majors before he actually got that second big contract where he's going to get this right out of the gate in football. And, you know, for me, it, it seemed like a no brainer. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys that all the promise in the world, but just fizzled out in baseball and was, were never able to live up to the potential that everybody thought that they had. And so, I mean, taking kind of the, the guaranteed cash for me is is certainly the play, even if it may be, Maybe if it would cost you money down the line, way down the line, if you ended up being a superstar in baseball. But, you know, again, that's that's a lot of ifs and buts and things like that.
1: Well, he's stepping into what was the worst offensive line in football last year. So hopefully he can stay upright. He certainly has the athletic ability to get out of the pocket and run. But man, uh, they got to protect this kid.
0: Looking over here at uh, DraftKings again, which player has attracted the most bets and money to go number one, number one overall? Fifty six percent of the money on Kyler Murray, so not near as big of a discrepancy as it is over BetStars. Fifty yeah. six percent of the bets on Bosa actually. So some people trying to get a little bit of plus money there with Bosa, and of course, uh, you know, as we as we know, and we've mentioned several times here with these East Coast books, there's a lot of Giants and Jets props that have been incredibly popular over there.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, it, it, look, it, all of this is is really interesting because I, I really haven't paid close attention to the, you know, the, the market for NFL draft before. I'm really into it this year now that we're following all these New Jersey sites uh, much closer. Um, so I, I'm really excited about it. I unfortunately can't place any bets actually it might be a good thing that i can't place any bets uh, on any of these uh on any of these uh, offerings but uh, i'm excited to, to to follow it
0: yeah one of the bets that i really like but you're just not getting very good odds it depends on what your bankroll is i suppose is uh total quarterbacks drafted in the first round the line is at three and a half pretty much everywhere and i think it would be a very weird scenario if murray haskins lock and jones didn't go in the first round i think that would be a a very weird way for the draft to shake out and again you know we don't know how trades are going to play out we don't know whatever and so sometimes teams end up trading out and 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 you know but as we sit right now i think four going in the first round is pretty much a lock and but again if you're wanting to bet the over under there i mean the if you want the over you're You're laying $3. There's minus minus three thirty three to get the over on that. But again, one of the one of the bets where I think it's it's, you know, pretty close to a lock.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would call it a lock just because uh, I I don't know. Personally, I'm not a big believer in Daniel Jones or Drew Locke. I don't know where these teams officially stand on either of these guys. But um, yeah, it looks like both of them are are gonna be in there in the first round. And obviously Murray and Haskins will be as well.
0: Yeah, I know absolutely. The uh prop for number two overall pick is out there as well. You can get, of course, Bosa is the heavy favorite there to go second overall. If you think there was any chance in the world, I think one of the interesting bets I guess here with the number two pick Brett would be is if you think there's any chance overall that the Cardinals don't end up taking Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is actually plus 600 at FanDuel Sportsbook to go number two overall. If he somehow fell out of the number one pick, would we see some teams get incredibly aggressive to trade up to the number two pick to get him? And I think that if you wanted to kind of place one of those plus money bets, then, you know, if for whatever reason Boso did go number one, the the Cardinals decide to to stick with what they've got, then Murray going number two, I think almost becomes a favorite there because I think teams get super aggressive to go up and get him at that point.
1: Possibly. Yeah. But I mean, you've got the Niners there. You've got the Jets at three. Maybe teams just try to trade into three, knowing that the Niners aren't going to take Murray at two. Yeah, that that's that's the scenario that I really want to see is Bosa going number one and then seeing what happens, because that that's going to make for great TV.
0: And that is that is certainly I mean, listen, the one of my favorite things whenever we're watching the draft is whenever you're sitting there and they're like, and we have a trade. And then you're like, yes, you know, I just, I I, I love that part of the draft. That is yeah, like one of is. my very favorite parts every year.
1: Yeah. I do. I can't wait, man. <laughs> this is, I, I think some of these, you know, some of these are so wide open. Um, You know, we talked to Dane about the defensive line too. Like, yeah, Bose is the favorite, but, Uh, There's so many good defensive linemen in in this class and like a Josh or yeah, Josh Allen or Ed Oliver could kind of sneak in and and land at number two. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Of
0: course, we will update you on how the draft plays out. We will try to get any notable bets. We will try to get any craziness that goes on here. And of course, we have the odds in front of us. So we'll be able to kind of let you know how that plays out as well. Now the sports calendar will continue to roll on here, Brett. We go right from the NFL draft into the Kentucky Derby. If you guys are not into horse racing, I highly suggest maybe you getting just a little bit of action on the Kentucky Derby. It really is fun. If you can get around a few friends and everybody has a few different trifecta bets. And if you're able to hit it, sometimes it pays off pretty big Um, It's super fun. But again, we will have tons of content over at the lines and play picks and stuff on uh, on the Kentucky Derby. We'll have some videos on how to actually even go about betting to go into the written articles where we explain the different things like that as well. So be sure and keep an eye out for that. If you're not really up to, you know, up to date on how, you know, horse racing actually works and and if you're not really one of the big time horse betters, You can bet one of the things I think that people don't realize, Brett, is like you can just bet horses so cheap. I mean, like if you if you want to do, you know, a a trifecta box for a dollar, it costs you six bucks. I mean, they're just like you can you can bet horses for for fairly cheap. And then you get I mean, again, it's 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 a short sweat, but it's a hell of a sweat.
1: Yeah. And that's the draw, right? Turning a tiny bet into uh, a really big score if you nail it which is obviously, you know, unlikely, but it's still, I mean, you're only throwing a few bucks down and it is, it is a fun, it turns into a fun, uh, a fun day. It is a short race, but you know, you've got the, all the lead up and the, you got the odds changing and um, it, it, it is, it is an event. I don't know a lot about horse racing, but the Derby is one event that I will just fire blindly and then just have fun with it.
0: <laughs> if you guys are wondering how to go about doing all that again, head over to the lines and we will a uh, couple of different places that as long as you live in one of the, I think it's 34 different States, that allow uh, online betting on horse racing. We have spots that you can take advantage of over there, even some free money offers and whatnot, so be sure, and take advantage of those if you are going to do it. Brett, 50 episodes. I feel like minimally accomplished here. I mean, 50 episodes into this podcast, and uh, I think that this is, I think we're just now starting to hit our stride. That's the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, I think so too, man. This is fun talking about uh, all these these different events that, that are that are going on, and uh, a lot uh, a lot of fun things are happening across the country with sports betting. We're going to see Pennsylvania launch here in the next couple of weeks, so uh, we'll have some some lines. Well, we've already got the lines there with the the, the retail books. but we'll, we'll be able to look at the online odds and, and what and how those are moving in Pennsylvania versus New Jersey and the other states. And uh, man yeah it's it's been a lot of fun and look forward to the next 50
0: absolutely if you guys are looking for all of the state news be sure and check out the lsr pod legal sports report pod lots of stuff going on in iowa indiana illinois montana all kinds of things going on over there we'll be sure and hit on all of those things at the lsr pod there of course with us right here subscribe rate and review please we are on itunes stitcher spotify you can find us on the twitter machine at the lines us at play us at brett colson at matt brown m2 special thanks to dane brugler for joining us and talking about the nfl draft for brett i'm matt see you guys next week